Merhaba, namaste, hello, and welcome to a brand new edition of Desi Talk with Jen Box. We are two Desi girls who are currently obsessing over the tantalizing summer Desi of the year, Senchal Kapini, starring Hande Archil and Kerem Barsin. This is your host with the most, Jeannie, and with me is everyone's favorite, the rock star, but very elusive, the Box. Hello, hi, Box. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Episode number six done, and we are on our third edition. Your feelings about both? Oh, I liked the episode. It was one of the quieter episodes, right? Like it had a lot of soft scenes, and uh, I it was my kind of episode more than episode five, I would say, which had that one big grand gesture, which kind of didn't really work out well for me. And mm-hmm. we saw the aftermath of that. What did you think? Yes. Firstly, what's the name of this episode? Like, it's a mysterious day. That all I remember. I will so, just call mysterious sorry. day because <laughs> I do not have it. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I think Turkish thing. I think we were in Antalya when uh, Eda was sailing away, our sweet Eda, and then it starts with them sitting in the car. I think we both expected it to just cut and straight away go to Istanbul like maybe that car thing yeah mm-hmm. was a surprise for at least for me because I was expecting them to you know just quickly move to Istanbul but it was a nice touch that we could actually see them talking they, they both hand each other mm-hmm. and I really appreciate uh, him saying that you don't need to thank me I you, you were the one who went you know and were, was ready to accept all those allegations and it was a nice touch that he was very well aware of the gesture she was going to do it i think it should impact um, somewhere down the line about who she is like she was able to you know make she's someone who's very uh, self-reliant and especially doesn't want to accept anyone's money or gifts and offerings so that that probably should speak a lot about her later on in the show and he should remember that and i also like the how both of them were you know thinking about their moments because this whole trip business was just business it was all them i mean there was no work done yeah. i mean what was it and it was a really a vacation and i really liked his um, comment like she says now it's our first and last and he says no it's the first business vocation yeah yeah i think that was also interesting her expression when she says first and last and his when he says no it was business vocation and i really like that like he can't accept the last even in that conversation what about you did you like that bit in the car i yeah it was nice I mean, um, I didn't really think much about it because it was mostly, yeah, yeah like you said, it was them mostly, you know, reminiscing about those, mm. about that bubble were in before everything just went nuts. Mm. I think I was kind of bummed out by what happened later with Celine because, I mean, Celine as a PR professional, she gave crap advice to Eda. I don't know. I mean, that was literally her job, right? Was it intentional? So was it intentional? I am beginning to think so. Like she, uh, 
because i cannot think of any reason celine as a pr professional who is supposedly excellent at her job would be you know so flustered and panicked by the paparazzi you know attacking them because isn't that what she's supposed to be able to deal with that's literally her job and we saw Why her dealing say- that in episode number 2 and first like you know she exactly yeah yeah she had she has done it before and that was probably worse this you know unknown girl coming out of somewhere and kissing the guy mm-hmm. and then suddenly when she already knows the truth mm-hmm. she knows what was there in the contract why would she send ada to lie to them mm-hmm. and you know just completely debase herself like that it it made me really angry that circun did not call her out for that because she even if it was not about the jealousy it was she did her job really badly there and i think that sort of spoiled the whole thing for me it was obviously nice of circun to you know tell her mm. that she he was thankful for what she had done but uh, it didn't really register with me i would say because again the contract was signed by both parties ada was not the only one the only one yeah. exactly and for him to not have called out celine for that is really bugging me i just don't know we we need to talk about celine Later. and what let's is let's going not on start with her let's not start with her um i know i am just so bummed out by the whole thing mm-hmm. um so then we move to istanbul and we see our uh, lovely edar finding i mean trying to you know she's lost in her antalya head space and you see the girls fifi and the aunt you know who, you know talk, discussing how about the grand gesture and i really like what the aunt says that you know girls don't need guys to save them yes. you can save yourself and i think that was a very nice touch she she's it was a nice way of you know bringing eda and in general all the girls back to earth yeah. because like i said i said this in the last uh, for the last episode also yeah. that you know the gesture was so grand mm. that you kind of tend to overlook that he did the only sensible thing there mm. that that was the only thing that you know he could have done just take her away there was no need to talk to the press mm. so but because it was you know such a beautiful gesture and you know carrying her away into the sunset on her boat and they were dressed so beautifully and it was also her dream as we had seen so i think it, that whole and uh, the aunt saying that to eda and the other girls in general that you don't need a man to save you it was a nice way of bringing the girls down to earth so i really like that bit and i'm glad that the aunt is there i just wish we would see more of her because right now it kind of is beginning to seem that eda is too involved in her world mm-hmm. and uh, let's see where it goes uh, but yeah on the whole i i really like that whole bit of course and then she is she was obviously looking forward to him picking her up as usual and this time mm. there was a difference she was eagerly waiting uh, she was you know anticipating and happy about the notion of seeing him and when and i really like she dropped that voice mail you know uh, she, i really like how she tries to communicate within the more he does the worse she's trying to find ways to communicate with him so i really like she sent that message and also the way she was acting and even when she comes into the office and she's looking for him 
it just shows that she is slowly making him also her ward because we have seen that she yeah she's losing that she, she feels a kind of right over him she's assuming mm-hmm. that you know that she has rights on his life that she has the right to know because you know she comes into the office and everybody but her knows mm-hmm. which was such a uh, i mean sarkan come on come on she, she, she could have just sent a message yeah. to the girl yeah, yeah yeah you could have just sent her a message what was the need for this whole drama i think he's just a really dramatic guy on the yes he is <laughs> do we even especially with eda yeah yeah especially with eda he has like he just wants her to i think question him constantly he enjoys that yeah and then obviously eda calls him leaves that thunderous message on his phone mm-hmm. and then ana comes to work and finds out that she's the only one who does not know and you have to think about this from her point of view how does it feel that you're supposed to be the fiance of this guy you two are supposed to be completely madly in love mm-hmm. and then you don't know about such a basic thing everybody in the office knows mm-hmm. and then she finds out selene is the only one who knows where he actually goes what he does so that is that is a double whammy it's got to hurt so no wonder she was really bummed out by the whole thing so, and yeah i just i can understand why she why it bugged her so much why she kept pushing him constantly to tell her and he and, and he makes these gestures also na like you know when she walks and sees on his table that flower oh yes that was that, oh, this oh, is what i saw he is like you said dramatic and you yeah. know he kept that and you just knew at that moment when that flower fell from her that he is going to pick her, pick that flower and keep keep it with him i thought he would have kept it at his home but no he had to be he kept there in that you know place. you know that bit was actually really cute because eda was snooping around all the <laughs> all his things Yeah, like the, like the woman in his life, like he's like, oh, what has he got? Yes. This, this, this. She is like a wife at this point. Yeah. Where, where is he going? What is he doing? She has to know everything. Yeah. And then she was snooping around, and it was, and it was he had he had preserved it so carefully in this beautiful glass mm-hmm. uh, box, and it just shows how much he tre- he treasures it, right? That is a sign of. when someone treasures everything related to you he had kept it so carefully close to him where you could see it all the time that's so these are these little yeah. bits of yeah yeah these little bits of these little memorabilia that you know she keeps strewing around his life so i guess it's his way of keeping her near him when she leaves so it was a very telling gesture you can see and the way get so happy yeah. seeing it because i you know that whole thing did probably make her feel that she was not important at all to him mm-hmm. but then she saw the flower and then she realized that in some way she has touched his life too yeah so that was beautiful yeah and that health and then we see what do we see next uh, flashbacks of him in some studio and you know pulling out uh, guitar i, I I almost mm. expected him to start strumming and give me that rock star circus vibe, but I'm very upset with the show. <laughs> they completely they cheated us. They cheated us. They cheated us. I'm like, come on, the guy can sing. The guy can, you know, strum and just let him lose. Let him do his thing. But no, they had to. 
anyway we had the whole um office issue uh with fikrat mm-hmm. fikrat guy mm-hmm. yeah he he's yeah. the first person who act to whom they both lied about being in love with each other the handcuff mm-hmm. so he is someone we know that certain was chasing yeah. for a while and he's a he was the person for him they did the whole engagement party actually. yeah yeah can got in the way yeah. so then so he's important he is yes. very important and uh, so and i really liked um, you know what i was very upset with when i saw the promo that we got please don't make her cringy and you know trying to dictate terms in professional life i know that's yes. very textbook female lead thing usually romcoms make uh, usually romcoms have like females you know just walking around and making all the decisions suddenly they are superheroes or something here at least they made her i really liked how she you know knew this guy and then went to the bosses uh, engin and pedal uh, and talked that okay this is these are the demands they both then you know discuss that fine these are way too many and we can't do that obviously because of the shortage of time and stuff and it's it was not her call initially she actually shared it with other people i think the other two had a bigger responsibility they should have gone with her and made sure that this since the client was so important that we can't take this for this this reason and turn him down politely it's their company as well but no it all it all comes down to her i think um, it made sense it it sense the way things unfolded it makes sense ha, why yeah. she took that up because it was in character for edda to just you know make that snap decision on on the moment she getting carried away with the emotional story and making that decision because that has that is what she has done throughout so it made sense and i'm okay with that i don't mind that too and then obviously circan comes and we know what he's very was probably <laughs> terrified of edda rot yeah that voice mail <laughs> Yeah. yeah he probably got worried that she's going to you know move earth to find him and probably ask do something dramatic to get him and he just he he can't escape her that's there's no certain day you can't have us you can't have a day with certain not thinking not not wanting to be without her that he has reached that stage right now and i don't think he can you know have a no certain day without without her living in his head and it, it's it's it was cute that you know we are supposed to celebrate or have this no certain day and he just popped popped into the office to see what she was doing and here she was messing around yes and then yes he finds out and what did you think about you know that whole bit that we saw with him with well it starts with them having that argument and then he gives her that challenge in front of the whole office that you either pull this off or you apologize to everyone i uh, i think yeah you i said it comments where a lot of people seem to think it was too harsh of certain to uh, you know do something like that so what did you think i don't you know what here's the thing uh, all said and done eda is an intern basically an intern or maybe an assistant and she is very she she made that decision in impulsively emotionally but it but circle is the boss he has to set a standard he can't he can't 
be one way with the whole staff and we have been drilled from day one that he's a terror he will shout we saw it in episode one and we are constantly reminded by the whole of the staff that you know no circle means pig's day and all that and he'll, he'll shout at us we'll get these yes and the staff looked so shocked, shocked. when he turned up uh, and disappointed that yeah. they had lost their one yeah. day of peace yeah. Yes. If only they mm. knew that it was all because of Nada. <laughs> and uh, so, in a way, what I'm trying to say is that he is the same boss. So you can't expect him to not be angry with Nada when she has done something wrong. Firstly, we should accept that she she has done something wrong. It's not she uh, agreed to something that her that the company bosses say is impossible, but she made that decision herself. So she has to bear the consequences. She has to. be yelled at by her immediate boss that is circle to set a stand for everyone like if he lets her go what about the other guys they will make some decision you know it's very fair game for me that she made a mistake and he sort of he he didn't you know what i actually admire that he gave gave her the challenge you go you try if you fail mm-hmm. you come you apologize to the whole staff for putting them all through this and then uh, mm. also apologized to the client so it's not just yelling yet yeah, you are a dumb person who are you and it's not arguing or even he yeah. he's not questioning it her. was not putting her down he was not he was not questioning her ability exactly. yeah he was not putting her down questioning the yeah. reasoning the logic behind the decision and even ena knows that there was no logic behind the decision and not just that he kept saying that you have given false hope to the client that mm-hmm. is worse than telling them on the face that you can't do something mm-hmm. which i guess we can see both sides of the argument here because obviously the later the way things turn out the client is very happy mm-hmm. but then at the moment we can see that there's always a question right whether having any hope is better than having no hope mm-hmm. in all kinds of situations so this is also that, that actually kind represents of, the kind of yeah. person these two are yes exactly way. it's the classic clash of personalities yeah, yeah. that are there and obviously there has to be a middle path so they both have to work together to make something like that happen mm-hmm. and that's what unfolded later obviously but yes i also agree with you in the sense that eda did make a mistake taking that call by herself if nothing else she should have waited for the other two engen and feril to come and maybe she could have tried to convince them first but and she needed to be called out for doing that sarkun we all know is a harsh boss he does not compromise with anything when it comes to his work and eda did interfere with that and interestingly we also saw that his dad is exactly the same mm-hmm. there was this uh, one of conversation between his mom and dad where the mom asks him to fire melo after he had hired yeah. her as selling assistant and the dad immediately becomes really angry and annoyed and tells her very strictly that do not mess yeah. within within my workspace and i think i've seen circle to the exact same thing so uh, i do see where that comes from but uh, yeah uh, and that is uh, i i didn't think it was overly harsh it was more like he gave her the space to try he knew from the beginning that she would fail because everyone told her 
to have her not fail would have been very very unrealistic i would say so mm. she needed to fail and she needed to understand the gravity of the impulsive decisions that she tends to make and i liked the this was the basically the build up to what we got later so mm. when the scene shifts to the house obviously he gave her an opportunity as well as a lesson mm. you know and it's mm. up to how she takes it now so i it was a nice premise for the episode like you know for the bigger things it was a nice setting mm. you had a whole episode running around one thing and other so it, it's easier to structure an episode i guess in this way when you have one problem which is external to the yeah. show's internal things it's nice mm. that way then we yeah. see the whole two teams and how <laughs> i really loved how edda was trying to get help from everyone like she knows engin is someone who's very soft should that that's the number one person she goes like please help me out you know get me things done and and then he says murat loves you he ask him use him use him use him, use him. and he at the way she's sharing all those chits and everything it's she's so adorable in the whole setup it's like she's, she's dealing exactly. with drugs and oh yes and she's like conspiring and everybody is like and you can see that uh, in such a short time ada has become a very popular person in the office like everyone is you know trying to help her against their boss circle which is a big deal and mm. you can see circle lies are also on her like what she doing what why is she here he's also trying to figure out uh, what what ada is up to now and it's in that whole sequence how she's building up her team is so hard you expect that from her now and it's so funny and endearing and she she was so cute and hande was so lovely in those bits hande so, was a blast this entire yeah, episode yeah then she ruled in general she has been very good in the show and in this episode she was amazing i thought even though this was supposed to be about the circle and serious yeah. day but i thought hande is really stealing the show for me yeah. i love watching her Her face, the way she lights up now when doing all these things, great. And then we have the two teams and trying to. I then we move. Then we have two major scenes that happen. You know, uh, firstly she calls the manager, and uh, you have that meeting. Uh, and and then <laughs> that is the interesting. The answer. Yes. Jealous, jealous circle is a move. Absolutely. Like I will pay to watch him live, do all that. They should put that bit in every episode yeah. just for all the laughs we get, because he is yeah. hilarious when he is jealous, and he's so petty and so insecure, and he does the funniest things. I swear, and it's even <laughs> funnier because he does this all with such a straight face. And, and completely blind yeah. to how everyone is looking yeah. at him. I mean, it's crystal clear to everyone else except him. So even such a blind even even Salim and Pirit would yeah. see it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it the moment like, he heard that she is in a meeting with a handsome Atlanta was fabulous as well. He just got triggered. He got triggered, and he was like, oh, and then more triggered. Did you see him drinking the water that when she, when he heard yes. that she's walking another man's yes. dog? And I was like, oh my god, this! And then 
he he saw that photo he didn't want to see it first like he pretended and then he said he's like please just take this phone just stop and i can't work I and can't the way he just shut down his computer like and he was so desperate we should get back to work <laughs> yeah he was like i'm leaving i have to go i don't think he can ever do justice just ex- exclaiming about how awesome that old bit was it was gold just exactly. him again yes and you know including the dog thing was pure genius yeah. because we see we have talked yeah. about before circan yeah. and serious are yeah. like he frequently uses serious as an excuse to uh, talk to eda to go see her he has done this before yeah. when he can't ex- say something himself he will use oh serious wants so this uh, serious will not like yeah, it yeah he understands yes the dog the dog play like if you want to get the yes. dog just dog play dog, that dog card work and it was so worried so worried that you know there's some other person मैन to yeah. be fair to circan what kind of man would leave his dog in the hands of a complete stranger only like, a manager who is dealing with a crazy uh, rock star can make a decision like that i mean you don't trust a man who just simply gives gives away or gives away his dog to a stranger no. at this point mm-hmm. yeah like why would you yeah and it was it is just and then we see her you know buttering certain small i think I, we should we talk about the mom right now because i feel like that's a very important chapter we can yes that is a very important bit and, and i think we can just yes talk about feel, it with, yeah, at the end and it doesn't start with just eda we we saw mm-hmm. her in isolation we saw her uh, maybe it was about how she was you know just suddenly realizing that she's all alone even in you see she lives in a very big house with gardens with this water pond and what not she she has made a beautiful home for herself but she's stuck inside mm-hmm. her son goes out and her husband's working out and you see that in that dynamic sometimes it just she's missing like, that outdoor sense and we saw clearly from when eda goes to her with the dog and for advice mm-hmm. for the house interior designing advice she, we can see that she is a talented woman she knows what she's doing she has probably been a successful designer before she has had a job before she was mm-hmm. a professional because she talks about how to help clients mm-hmm. and and then how sad is it that we get to see that this talented woman you know she now is forced to sit at home and watch life pass her by mm. she is unable to go out and do what she loves fulfill her ambitions whatever those may have been now mm. her life is centered around her son's life her husband's life and you know the decisions they make she has no say in those decisions because she is too afraid and she it feels like it, to her it seems like she is a non entity in the lives of others they just they don't look at her anymore 
and we have eda who comes her teases her talks to her you know uh, fights with her so i think she does i mean sarkan has been saying frequently he says this as a joke that she calls you sevda because she loves you <laughs> but i think it is beginning to become true she she, she yeah. does have this strange kind of fascination with eda keeps calling her keeps she, she will is, not call her son she will call eda instead which is which is chaos yeah because eda is chaos and you know and also she feels not- i think feels seen when eda talks to her she eda gives mm-hmm. a full attention to her sarkan mm-hmm. when he is with his mom he you know he has like 10 other different things in his mind he has like i have 10 minutes with my mom i have to do this 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 after that but eda when she is doing something she is talking to her she mm-hmm. will her complete attention will be focused on her she will she will banter with her she will you know tease her and i think the mom has begun to like it yeah I and felt, maybe I felt, all, yeah, I, yeah and she uh, she has also i think mom also likes the fact is it is ifer or aidan no aidan is the uh, aunt's name eda's okay. aunt is aidan and this is ifer right? yes and i hope so I think it's diverse. Okay, but the thing is, what I like about the mom, I feel Ada was someone who was a stranger, and she had no idea about her disease and you know her phobia and whatever she has gone through. So there was no pretense in their relationship when it starts, and you can see that confrontation. She's not trying to please and just say be a yes person to uh, to Sarkar's mom, and she. They are both being human and normal with each other. Just other being herself, being a normal person in her dealings with yeah. mom is very refreshing for Sarkar's mom. I think I really liked it, and we and we also had a scene where she's trying to, you know, did you see that uh, longing to go outside on her face and Sefi? I really love this character on the show. Sefi just notices Sef- that, yeah, and the actor is well. very well the eyes the way cute impressions yeah. which tell you a lot even if it does not say much so yeah i did see that bit where the dog runs away right and and, she... no, and, and, and he's and he's like you know what should we try uh, therapy and they mention that they have tried all these things and it has failed but she still wants to you know somewhere somehow cure this thing she wants to out from this it's not like she is comfortable with her situation i really like that they they had her whole journey including ada and beyond her as well like we saw her air into safety that we have you know what we we saw it on her face that she wants to go out so it's it was not just about ada forcing something later on we'll talk about it but it was her yes I, as the well. scene that came later with ada uh, we'll talk about it later but i think yeah. uh, as the initial build up to that we got a lot and i think that really worked uh, for the scene which comes later in the episode with eda and ifer i actually so, really uh, like serpent's expressions when he just walks walks in his home and finds his mom and eda being so cute with each other it's like what the hell they're not calm and 
who are these two that we've done? Who are you? He's basically, he's like, what is happening here? This girl has just done something at my office and she's there. He cannot believe that she persuaded his mom to do, this. do things. Yeah. Exactly. And then Ada is, you know, I'm so cute, I can do anything, which I, we know is true. And she I mean, the does last that. Person, and she does that. that yeah, in that second also. Yeah. I mean, the last pers- person who has, should ask this question is Sarkhan because he has no willpower when it comes to Ada and her persuasiveness. He ends up doing everything she says. So he should know by now what her power is. Yeah. So. The way so we, those, yeah. the, those Sunday's eyes, yes. the moment mm-hmm. they go up and like like you said earlier, like a bulb and he just can't say no. Like he knows if he sees a face like that, he's a winner. And that's because what even, you know, began to come, you know, complain about Yes, that don't look at me like that because that he face. knows she is using that. She knows he knows that she is using that, but he is absolutely helpless. I love that is- carpet, by the way. You know, after this moment, it came the carpet. <laughs> yes. He first tries to like, you come with me, and then the car <laughs> it doesn't start. And you see how Ella just grabs her things and just drops in this car and, and this. And you know, he, he anticipated it, he prepared the car just like she likes it, roof gone and all that things. And yes, you can and see the personality. Just give up and come yeah. to him. Yes. Yeah. You see that it's, they both have done so. A precursor to the, to the whole house bit, right? The yeah. car scene where he let her struggle and then waited for her to come and ask him. And then that is what happened at the house as well. Yeah, the walking. Uh, yeah. He, he, so Sarkun turns up at the house, which is in complete chaos, and then finds Eda crying because the client, uh, the singer, has refused to come. And then obviously the lesson that followed. Uh, that, that was a really soft scene, wasn't it? I think it's one of the softest scenes we have got from them so far. And also why we love them, you know, uh, these conversations, they have like Engin, it was Engin who said, you, you both are very similar, you both are stubborn, you're very passionate people and that's very true for both of them. Their life experiences, their pers- the way they have grown up has shaped how who they are, but they are very, very driven person and they like that in each other and I think Sarkhan is someone who's trying to mentor her because he sees that spark that talent in her and she respects mm. his uh, his feedback because obviously she has followed his career and she knows his and she admires his work ethics and that whole conversation was about their relationship and why they would always go because here, here he is and I really like how, how you know she's like a child with him like she's not looking at him but she knows she has to have that serious talk now. She has been avoiding that serious talk since this whole episode. And so it, so he says something very nice that, you know, this whole thing was about the learning that your professional life, you can't make emotional impulsive decisions. You have to be very fair and very sure about what you do. You are very talented. You have to plan things up. And his and it was interesting, interesting bit also because in the previous episode in Antalya, there was this bit right where 
they talk to each other about sarkun always planning everything and eda being impulsive all the time like she does what her heart says and then she is ready to face the consequences of those decisions and i think we saw that play out here right she makes a decision the uh, things do not pan out as she, because obviously she was not prepared well enough and sarkun we clearly see that even though he was not going to help her even though he had shouted at her and said that he they would fail i think to the end right up to the point where the singer turns up he knows that they are not that the singer is not interested in you know accepting the plans of her, accepting their help he knows that they are bound to fail but then he has still planned everything he comes he you know has that talk with ada he pacifies her and then says don't give up because i am here to help you and then he does you know it's like a magic trick he just sets everything sets the chaos into order he brings order to all the chaos in that house chaos she makes because, <laughs> yes yes he brings order to the house even though he knows that they are bound to fail and i really like that part because he has planned for everything we see that throughout the house bit he brings the uh, other workers the laborers he charts out plans for who will do what he takes over the managerial thing then he also sends the private jet for the singer knowing that the manager won't do it so he has he's clearly one step ahead as always while eda is kind of trying to keep up with him and i think eda learned a lot from him this episode i hope we get to see some development in her character on this front that she kind of we see her plan something well uh later on in the show yeah, because later, later on in the yes. show because they, they, hmm. you could see um the in the writing that you know they have made certain someone who is trying to mentor to mentor Ada in the professional world and hmm. each lesson like in over the course of the whole episode uh, over the course of the series right now there are bits and pieces and we will we should be and we to see her act like we should that. we want to see Ada as a successful professional putting them into and, use yes yes yeah, because yeah, that is a yeah. huge part of yes her character development that is a huge part of it so we this needs to be mutual right and so while we can see the positive effects of eda and circle's life we are we yeah. need to see more of circle's effect on her life as well which will probably come later because yeah. eda is still an enigma for us for circle we like we are getting to know a lot about circle's past his his family dynamics his problems we know nothing about edas except for that scholarship bit so there is a whole story just waiting to be discovered there and i hope they make use of all this later which is why the show is you know it is keeping us hooked because there is always that possibility that we can see in the track so and you uh, coming to certain yeah then the teamwork we had moments of their teamwork now we saw them there was this really i don't know how to say it, but a very really hot me 
Eda. I mean, we think all letters. All communities are just Eda. Yeah, those sex eyes. What did you say? What did you say? Honey, she was so honey. She was so honey. Eda. desires it's very refreshing mm-hmm. you don't see it much in female characters usually they are very shy and very i don't know they're not even if you know they, they are shown have that desire it seems like i think it really suits the character a lot because she is in general shown as a very confident person mm-hmm. she carries herself really confidently she knows what she wants and it makes sense to me that she can see that this man is really attractive and she is showing that clearly that she finds him attractive maybe she is not showing him that yet but uh, to us obviously it's crystal clear i, I mean eda's eyes in that scene <laughs> i still think about it and was oh Oh, that this is that just made the I whole scene. I think they made the whole scene so hot. You know the way her eyes yeah. were mm-hmm. great, and also you know what? Uh, it's very interesting that she kept on asking him questions about where he was and why he took this day off and all that. And you know he's not resisting. He's not turning her down sternly. That you know that's crossing the personal boundaries that we set. Yeah, he did. Happened. He did try doing that. He did try doing that very, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he was very like, personal. But then she kept doing it, and you could see his defenses gradually crumbling. And then in the evening, obviously, he ends up. telling her finally because he realizes that it is not fair to her because selin yeah. knows she she tells him too that selin seems to be the only person who knows and you can see why he understands that frustration within her it's it's very interesting though because they these two you know don't talk uh, clearly about selin or what sarkan wants from selin but he says there is nothing is clear but he senses that constantly we have seen that like her jealousy when he calls selin the perfect woman or when he says that selin is jealous of eda or why she is would be jealous of eda there are so many things that would make selin jealous there are none of these conversations are you would say clear or you know laid out for us as such but then there is always this undertone to them which is very interesting and i think here also that is what pushed him to finally tell her that about his brother the brother is lost he is dead i didn't catch that part here yeah he is, he is dead um, but he is but certainly he was a musician i believe and then the 19th august is not the day he died it's the day he gifted him the guitar so basically certain mm-hmm. celebrates this day as if he's alive and he plays the music guitar and whatever and he tries to keep the memories uh, very fresh in his head so he he have he doesn't acknowledge that his brother died so that's the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, and that's the whole idea about it and uh, it's all about him celebrating his 
Pradesh, right? And I and I think the death was not that long ago, and it's very recent. Not too recent, but yes, it's not that too far in the past. And I think that. But the Turk was probably young, right? Because we have seen in the earlier episodes where he says that he would, you know, hide away with a book or something. alone mm-hmm. or when his mom confronts his dad and says that you should have supported sarkan you did not do, you left him alone when he needed you just because he was not the son you wanted uh, so we had i think seen i mean sarkan must have been if not a child fairly hey, young when his brother passed a teen basically maybe probably a teen yeah, yeah probably a teen because he was so the hard. i mean yes yeah. he does mention that his elder brother was the ideal child so he was clearly the parents favorite mm-hmm. at least the dad's favorite mm-hmm. and circun we can see circun's quest for Stay perfection there. yes Stay what drives him i think there's a glimpse of that because he feels that he needs to live up to that standard and uh, Yeah, and then Ada obviously the tears in her eyes. She is very, very moved by the whole story, and that is one more. One, and, and more yeah, one more. One secret down again, uh, and you know yes. she's slowly touching that soul. She's hmm. becoming the bearer of the secrets now. His hideouts, his stars, and hmm. his dog, and now the past. And then we saw both of them cuddling on that couch. Yes. I like that film. I hope you liked it because it, they are both the gorgeous people. One, it it was very uncomfortable the way they were cuddling. It was such a difficult angle, but I really like you know that he just wakes up and he just notices. I don't remember all these scenes, okay, all those close moments, and he and she there. And you know there was this one moment right before that when she just trying to make herself more comfortable on over his chest and. He smiles like he's trying to figure out if he should touch touch her or not, and then he just relaxes his hands on her, and all these bits, and then suddenly his clock gets lit up. Like you know, it starts. <laughs> yes, the alarm clock. And the way he shakes it around, and he just cannot fathom what is happening. And Sefi comes and notices that whole. <laughs> Bit was hilarious. Yes, yes. and Ada was such a cutie. Like when it starts, yes. she like just turns it off, and she just she's like a zombie when she wakes up. Yeah, yeah, and she is like just shut it off. I don't care in whose arms I am. Just yeah. shut it off. Just shut off the alarm. <laughs> and Sarkan is completely out of his wits. What to how to shut it off because he does not want her to wake up. and you know call mm-hmm. him out for it he does not want her to understand what is happening there because she would have definitely asked him why is your heart beating so fast mm-hmm. and you know he does not he is not ready for that conversation mm-hmm. and i really <laughs> and like he got so flustered yes happy yes. sort and he saw how flustered uh, sarkan got and you know what the funniest bit for me was that even after he leaves eda on the couch and comes and talks to safi and then eda comes up and then you know she goes up to the bathroom circan looks her climbing up the stairs and his alarm starts you know <laughs> beating again and then he just goes out and just takes off the watch in frustration <laughs> i think that was the best just murder the watch 
मुझे नहीं जस्ट मर्डर द वॉच इट्स ऑल डैमेज इट्स ऑल एंड इट टेक्स इट ऑफ फाइनली टेक्स इट ऑफ एंड शी कमेंट्स ऑन मी
the whole idea of them down initially if that happens mm. for her sake that he doesn't want her restricted in his lifestyle you know in in mm. his very strict very uh, yeah involved with conspiracies maybe like with khan and you know yes. that he has and all that and the and the class mm. thing and somebody and she's like a wild flower basically she does he does he, he will always want that for her because she represents freedom for him and i feel she mm. might read him wrong and think that she's not the perfect woman for him like he expects someone like Celine to be next to that is where their their whole yes. conflict is heading and how and this is a whole premise that which goes back to pride and prejudice like you know the class the issue the miscommunication it all stems down how they both would mm. clash at that time we'll see how it plays out but i think it is building towards that he's insecure and you know what he's such a confident person that he knows that you know he can get any type any girl who will like him and mm. will And he's he's not only really confident. He he reads people really well. Except, really? you know, Ada. He has been shown to be very aware of what other people will act like. He he knows how to read people well. He knows what clicks Because for them. Because she is not someone like he is. Ever, he's out. But she is very unpredictable. Yeah, and she's not from the circle. Like he's a nerd kid. He mm. I don't think he has met people like Ada before. For her, and so he's very take, and he's and she's the first person he's very curious about. He's trying to find out. Yes, and we has. see that later when when the singer comes in and Ada goes after. She refuses to you know stay in the house, and then Ada loses it and goes after her. And he knew that Ada will finally lose it and you know go and tear the singer apart. And that bit was. I loved that bit because he knows that Ada. I think he lets he. I think he likes both the sides of Ada so much. He really loves how she is not afraid of anyone. She will tear people apart if they are doing something wrong. He really, really. I think he gets turned on by that. Very much. Really, he, he looked turned. Yeah. yeah. He, he just he he really enjoys that. But then you know yes. he also when he's watching the show with the rest of them and Engin is like, what should we do? And then you know Asakun is, I don't know what should. And Engin asks him, isn't she your fiance? Why why wouldn't you know? Mm-hmm. And then Asakun tells, yes, he, it was an excuse. But then it is true that Ada is so unpredictable that he does not know that in that particular moment what she is going to do, how she is going to turn that. Woman around, bring her back. But he just knows that she will manage to do it because she is Ada. I love that he has that confidence in her. But uh, uh, he enjoys her charm. But he also enjoys the way she calls out people for the, you know, BS that she is a very fair person. Because, yes, that she is a very yes. fair, honest person, yes. and that's very rare in his world, which is yes. Odd. She she. say what's on her mind and she does not care who it is or what the consequences are i think her lack of fear really appeals to me because she is very brave she will just jump into uh, the breach if she has committed to something she is all in and i think that he really loves that about her so that, that was that was a very good 
that was a very good part. I love that part. And then we see them at at his place, and that's the moment which we should talk about. You know, the one with the mom. We start. It starts with. Okay. Yes, but I think uh, you know what, Jenny. I think we will just you know do the mom bit right at the end ah. because I want to kind of finish. Yeah, you know, Sarkar and Selin, Ada. We need to have this conversation. Oh. I keep Selin uh, really bugs me, and I think you know I will <laughs> let this whole thing out because I told you right, even at the beginning of this episode, Selin and Sarkar, I don't not know what he is doing with her. I just, I just don't get it. I you know, one is we you know one thing. He just wants that wants Selene to break with Ferret because of calm connection. He has no intention of getting her back in his life. I mean, he has never said that explicitly in any way to uh, anyone. And Ada just assumed that he wants her back, and he never corrected her. Right? One, and secondly, I feel. Somewhere down the line, maybe because of circumstances, he just says something. I don't know. I don't want to assume. He just can't. It, we we need to understand that Celine and uh, Sargon have been friends since childhood. So, and she has been part of his life as well. She's part of that inner circle, as we speak. So, I just don't know if he's concerned for her about Ferret and Khan, or it's just. He he wants her back because she's a safe place, the stable equation, and you know keeps the company safe. And I don't think Sarkar is the kind of a person to settle for safe. Do you think he because he would have married her ages back? Do you think that's the case? He wants her back. He has not said it, and it does does not seem in any way that he misses her company or. We haven't had even one microsecond of Sarkar missing Celine in any way, or even All trying to have a conversation with her. Like he exactly, exactly. He, it's all about you know this game that he's playing to, you know, get her away from Ferret, mm-hmm. and because because it is very interesting that he recognizes that Celine is also playing a game with him mm-hmm. that this whole ferret and khan connection she is aware of that mm-hmm. and he is constantly trying to make her face up to that fact that by being with this guy ferret you are endangering the business our friendship endangering everything that they have built together which is basically the company the holding their whole mm-hmm. lives nothing about their conversation ever seems personal that's the thing that there is no personal element to anything there is no tenderness i don't see any tenderness not even you know even if it is between friends i don't see there's that. no friendship we haven't it, seen any friendship as well exactly we it's very weird and then that's the thing that it just makes this whole manipul game of you know manipulation and double manipulation very weird to me because what is going on here because you know what the problem is that the thing that bugs me the most is that eda is the one we will leave aside ferit but eda is the one who is caught up in this mess right selin is being Let's be honest. Selene is being a smug bitch. She was a smug bitch to her this episode. I mean, there is no other word for it, right? She was she was rubbing it in her face. She was rubbing it in her face. She was gleeful about the fact 
but then there's also this moment where i think she's also recounting her own experience with serpent when she tells ada that you know you it everything will seem fine and then you ask one personal question and suddenly the walls are up and you don't know where to go from there that is probably what she experienced with serpent that he told her he probably told her about his brother which would make sense if they are family friends childhood friends and everything but then he she never got to share in that memory or in that day that he spent with his brother she was never part of it and i think to see ada breaching those walls is really bugging her and instead of you know going after serkan with it she is going after ada which is and my problem is serkan is not calling her out on it because ada does not she is the innocent party here she does not deserve to be hurt in any way so uh, i think i need more clarification about what serkan's intentions are with regards to selin we will probably get that more of that in the next when they are having the match. they were yeah. did see a glimpse in the promo yeah we did see a glimpse uh because uh, things seem to be coming to a head and i really hope we get you know clarity there and what did you think of the hug though at the end uh, i the don't know i guitar ashinda when because like i said i was ready for that rock star second you know he strumming that and singing <laughs> and i was like yes that's the moment that's going to happen and you know we are finally going to see that but Oh, I don't know what happened. They mm. cut it, and then they had Celine's face flashing in between, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 not now!" I'm just hoping they're going to do some damage control in the next episode. Yeah, start with mm. them in that whole bit singing and hug again or something. Or the other explanation is either one of them saw Celine, which is very rare. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it was really weirdly. cut and there seemed to have been no build up to the hug. the hug by itself i loved i loved that it was spontaneous there were no words exchanged you know they just looked they at each other and realized realize that we shared yes, something yes. yeah it was it was yes yeah, it, was, it was very forceful that that looked yeah. the most there, yes there was no need for selene in that yes. that's it uh, so i i don't know let's hope let's hope we get to see a bit more of that and yeah i think that is enough uh, about serkan selin and eda but uh, we need to talk about i for me the most touching scene was the scene with serkan's mom uh, definitely because it was uh, okay this this one is controversial right we saw different opinions on this what do you think did it work for you well yes it did firstly uh, and i say why because the whole ep- it was not just about eda right this this whole scene was not just not about eda doing a big gesture or something or a very spontaneous impulsive thing it was not okay firstly it was it was told to us as the story of circle i first story circle's mom's story mm. it started without mm. eda i really like that starting point that we saw her longing when her chip when circles not there or with her husband in the conversations with sefi and we see it has actually been building for quite a quite few episodes now we can see that desperation mm-hmm. in the last episode um when uh, adar zant refused to come 
uh, and have mm. lunch with them and it it has been building so it's not a random thing that has been done so that ada uh, can do a grand gesture it was not and then yes. we see it was not a grand gesture no, firstly, firstly yes. it was not so it they they have drilled to us that you know this is this is what this woman desires and she wants to overcome it first and then mm. we had at the see that fear that whole desperation that ifer is going through she saw when she tried to you know get that dog back inside the house she was the she was witnessing all that that anguish and mm-hmm. everything that gave a good reason to a good soul like ada to do something to you see ada doing random things to strangers she is helping circle get back her ex get back his ex you know someone who she says she hates so you expect some sympathy something that's ada will definitely do for, to this woman who she sees so lost and so stuck with um, with her issues so it made sense that she took this initiative and it was done in the i think it was just right it was not over it was not it was not something where you do draw the red flags at least for me i can't speak for everyone else but for me i think what she did she 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 i think and the end was also beautiful you know it was sefi it was not ada who you know broke the news that you know you did this or at that moment she let this woman have the whole day and when she was safe happy Sefi just sat up, sits down, and you know, and then shares, and she apologizes that if I have crossed the line, I'm very sorry, but you need to say this that you still can do. You just need encouragement. It was not a treatment. This was just a good mm. shout out that yes, you can do. You just need to get that exact, get that energy, and get back to therapy, or get back and get your treatments. This was not yes. a therapy. There, there's, there's mm. my difference. Right? It was not her curing. I thought from her. It's Obia, a small it was, step. It's a small step. It was an encouragement. It was, it was rather yes. than giving her a pep talk like any everybody else has. She just made her see herself. Like you know, this is what was struggling. And you can. And you know, they 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 really showed that part of us. Uh, that bit about where Ada meets the injured horse. Hmm. You know, that was. Well, that was my first story too, right? Yeah. Yes. So we see that Ada meets this horse that Ifer has been looking after for a long time. So Ifer tells us that usually horses who are injured like this in a, are in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. It's immense pain, too much for them to bear. Mm-hmm. So they are usually put down. Mm-hmm. But then this one was kept at it. Mm-hmm. he they they tried to revive him they tried to cure him and it is a long process she is still recovering mm. the horse that uh, that got injured it's he's still recovering uh, and uh, one day uh, what gave them the impetus uh, to work on him was that one day despite the pain he stood up mm. on his own mm. and that made them take the decision of not putting him down and that is ifer story as well because in that kind it is a cutthroat world that she lives in right that the highest social hierarchy and then all the pitchiness and backbiting and yet from her home she manages to you know run all that she manages to know everything but then it it 
it obviously comes with a lot of challenges we have seen from the first episode that she has tries everything possible exercise yoga pulling out grass to keep herself calm to keep herself in that mind space where she can function because this woman has a lot of trauma from whatever happened it's it's all probably from losing her son it was probably a traumatic death mm-hmm. and she has immense trauma from that and it is this this phobia of not being able to go out agoraphobia that's just one manifestation of her trauma mm-hmm. so uh eda doing what she did obviously the build up to it the fact that she took pains to first make her calm that blindfold then holding her hand leading her out the massage then letting her be yes then letting her be and then holding her hand and bringing her back mm. and you know like you said the important moment for me was also the end the fact that one it was safi mm. her trusted also you know i did see this question uh, 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 asked by a lot of people and it is a very valid question the question of consent mm. whether she whether it is important for the person who is uh, being led into this activity to consent uh, towards it uh, so i would just like to clarify that of course consent is absolutely important but then so is context because this is a show we have to talk about the context of the show and for me personally what i look for is empathy rather than pity not mm. for once did i feel that eda was pitying her in any way mm. i saw empathy there from eda from safi and the fact the last scene that we got uh, so okay i'll talk about the uh, context first that knowing who these characters are knowing what their dynamic is in the show we know that eda would absolutely not have gotten consent for what she was trying to do never because they just don't have that kind of equation so uh, i think we need to keep that in mind uh, because in the show's universe in the dynamics that these characters have the scene made sense eda's actions made sense even if they are not to be they, it, they probably should not be copied in real life but then that is it that is always the suspension of disbelief i mean in real life you are not supposed to kiss a random guy in front of a crowd too i mean that there is yeah. consent there as well where was circus consent during that kissing scene i mean come on yes. uh, just imagine yes. so that is what i'm saying that consent is absolutely important and if consent had been possible in the context of this show i would have absolutely asked uh for it would have criticized it if we hadn't gotten that but mm-hmm. in this particular show's context uh i think what they did was fine mm-hmm. and also you know the whole bit about like you said it was not about being the ultimate cure it is just you know one step forward because they mentioned mm-hmm. that she has tried therapy it has failed she must have tried various cures throughout the years and then gotten tired of them all nothing works so it is just one small step outside that gate mm. she is not throwing her out mm. suddenly to face the world on her own mm. and that worked for me also the fact that she got safely to break the news to her in a very safe calm environment we have to you know remember that because there was they showed her you know breathing 
that lavender scent right mm. before Sefi turns up and shows her the message. So she's calm, and Sefi knows the right moment. He has been dealing with her for years. He knows mm. how to handle. Even if she has a panic attack at that point, Sefi is the one who you know he will be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. so he was the right person to deal with it to break that news to her and obviously the it's you know since we saw okay you know have you ever seen have you ever had a dog who is really afraid to afraid of water so what mm-hmm. you know how you teach a baby or a dog how to swim the first time when mm-hmm. you know they are very afraid of the water and how it wets their paws so you just hold the dog securely wet their paw into the water just dip their paw in the water but then you keep holding them all the time so mm-hmm. it just felt like that to me that she was giving ifer that hope just like mm-hmm. she gave the client that hope that mm-hmm. something can be done not all hope is lost and i think that that emotion worked for me the most rather than you know either curing a phobia or anything because it, it did not, not seem it like it was that. not a cure it was just basically yes it was not a cure and yes. she she just wanted her to have that energy back and also like yes. you said sefi is someone who could have who knows her condition well if he thought mm-hmm. that this video might trigger her he he mm-hmm. had to call he could have not shown the video exactly just, he made that call to doing exactly and no ada then call she doing yeah yeah it was Uh, I first, uh, you know, uh, Sefi who did that. Who is handling this woman's exactly. case? So it's not exactly. just that she didn't keep anyone in the loop. She kept someone, and it, she totally made it, his call when to show and how to show and whatever. Mm-hmm. So how it's very, it, exactly. very refreshing. Very refreshing, and I liked it. And I think it works. We will see how it how how it continues now. it definitely yes. changed their relationship yes. which was already changing it this is one of mm. those incidents which changed we saw the interior designing thing she made this woman feel alive again in various ways mm. throughout this feel her uh, wanted and so, needed yeah, again which is a huge again. thing yeah exactly. so, so we'll see how this turning point goes in the next episode and we already have one promo for it out which yes. is which we loved I love exactly. it. We I absolutely love loved the promo. Yes, because it, so it was something we were expecting as well. Yeah, we were expecting something. Yeah. Nah, the whole yes. Bit. I love it. Yes. The aunt who breaks down. You know, you are falling for this yes. man. It was. It is high time they are. Uh, they start confronting what is happening here. Both of them. Yeah. And uh, we are geared up for the angst. We are waiting. We. Have talked a lot today. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. pause here. We'll come back and see how this whole promo plays out. But all we can say yes. it's very exciting. We we finally see them confronting the questions yes. that we hope we all know that they are falling for each other. Now they need yes. to understand so, how they react. It's going yes. to be fun. I hope I hope everyone who is listening to this and enjoying the show as much as we are, please. we would love to discuss more of this with you as you can see we talk a lot talk a lot but there's no end to how much we can talk about this so leave us comments on twitter or on the link or spotify anywhere and we will do our best to and have a discussion with you yes till then we would love to hear from anyone hearing this yeah, till then yes see you next time and hopefully goodbye and keep us engaged bye good goodbye goodbye bye